What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to Titus Talks. Today, I'm super stoked to get to talk to two awesome people that Katie and I have been working with uh, over the last couple months. Jen and Marco are merging science and art. Um, and as you know from our conversation with Katie, she very much loves the science and art, and she's the mastermind behind why we get to, to hang out with Jen and Marco today. Um, but before we get into that, to remind you, you can find all the podcast stuff on TitusTalksPodcast.com. You can find the Apple, the Google, Spotify podcast, find it on YouTube. Most important thing, though, you have a five-star, thumbs up, leave a comment, tell us all the awesome things that you want us to keep doing, and we'll keep doing it. So I won't keep blabbing on. Jen and Marco, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us, Titus. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, yeah thank Super you. Super excited. And Katie, thanks for, as always. You're welcome. Happy um, so I love to make everyone super awkward by asking the most open-ended question possible. Um, Jen and Marco, I've, I've gave you fair warning, but let's start it off so everyone can get to know you and just tell us a story. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good question because it puts us on the spot so hard. And I must say that this is like almost an identity crisis because it's like, what kind of story do I tell? Who am I? Like, what do I want to put forward? And finding an appropriate story to tell is also a problem. So we'll we'll do our best here. Um, Marco, you start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to say that it's been very hard because uh, up until five minutes before we started this uh, <laughs> this conversation, I was trying to find uh, things. But I mean, so. I was I was very lucky to have um, an exchange year in uh, in Australia when I was seventeen. So I did a sort of a gap year, seventeen eighteen during my high school year. Lucky. It's been very nice, <laughs> very lucky. Um, I was in Sydney for a year, and you know didn't know much English, still don't, but I do do my best. <laughs> <laughs> the propositions uh, still are hard to come by, but whatever. <laughs> and um, um, yeah, first first night, all very uh, different, all very weird. I was in a in a new house, new people, and the jet lag is strong when you go to Australia. You know, it's like <laughs> it's around uh, thirteen hours or whatever. No, ten hours maybe. 10 oh, hours different, like it's a lot of time. And um, so I was very tired that night. Went to sleep um, like a stone, <laughs> sleeping very well. <laughs> At one point, I feel caressed. <laughs> oh, that's a nice feeling. Yeah, it feels like calm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come, come to find out that I wake up. And um, I'm I'm woken up by this um, huge sort of stick bug. At least I very <laughs> big. And you know, like they always say the story about Australia, you know, like being full of uh, weird animals and and whatever. And I'm in the city. I'm in Sydney. I mean, like in the city, and <laughs> I get woken up by this huge uh, bug. <laughs> Obviously, uh, we had sort of a chess game because uh, when we woke up, when <laughs> I woke up, uh, we sort of looked at each other for a long time, not knowing what to do. <laughs> you and the bug. 
<laughs> I was very tired, <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I killed it. How about you? You killed it. You killed it? That is the bug. You, you shared a moment. You shared an intimate moment with a stick bug and you killed it. It's oh, so no. bad. I feel so bad about it. I don't know. I was in a panic. I love that he's like, I felt caressed. I felt like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Well, you're, I think you're forgiven. You're doing a lot of good for the world now. So you've more than made up for it. Jen, how about you? How about a story on your side? Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, so yeah, let's see. Here goes. Um, it's not as disgusting, but it is kind of embarrassing on my part. So I used to live in Hawaii, which was really amazing, really beautiful. Um, and when I first got there, I wanted to do like everything that I knew that I couldn't do. So like I tried surfing, I tried, um, uh, yeah, hula stuff, all very, very badly attempted. And I got one idea to go skydiving. And I was like, look, I'm in Hawaii. Like, let me do something crazy. Go skydiving. All the, all the cool kids are doing it. So uh, my partner at the time was uh, rented a car. So we drove down to the skydiving place in this car rental and we get there. I'm like super nervous about to jump out of a freaking plane. So like not, not chill at all. So the guy's like strapping me up. He like puts all the, um, all the gear on and he straps himself to me as well. So we get into the plane and we go up and I'm freaking out and he, he starts, uh, coming with me toward the door of the plane and he's like so do you ever get that feeling that you forgot something <laughs> <laughs> and then he jumps out of the out of the plane and i'm like i'm i'm freaking the hell out so and that that's not even the end of the story so i i get down i survive he didn't forget the parachute and i get down there and i'm unbuckling everything all good and we're walking towards the rental car. <laughs> and he's like, so can you pass me the keys? Like, let's get into the car. And I'm like patting myself. <laughs> and immediately I realized, oh shit. I, I jumped out of the freaking airplane with the car keys in the pocket <laughs> of the jacket. Mm -hmm. So so that was a bad look, bad look. $500 later, we, we get back into the car. So that's oh, my man. story. Oh, More of the story, don't go skydiving with your <laughs> with your rental car keys. I had a skydiving uh, guide once who, right when we were about to get to the door, he said, when our chute doesn't open, do you want to hit the ground or the water? <laughs> like, Why is that the way you start? <laughs> They're not funny. Like, it's no. not, like, don't tell me this joke on no. the top of the airplane. It's like some, some inside parachute guy. Yeah, they just yeah. like to watch you play parachutes <laughs> before you jump. <laughs> Katie, I'm going to put you on the spot also, but ask for a more specific part of your story. How did we end up here? Because you're the mastermind that brought us all together. How, what drew you to what Jen and Marco do? And then we're actually going to let Jen and Marco talk about what they do. Yeah, I mean, I was first introduced to Jen and Marco through someone that I met when I was interning at the Case Foundation. Um, the Case Foundation had a, a team come in from the University Science Center, and they were sort of talking about 
different like ways to collaborate and um one individual and I sort of connected and we kept in touch. And then over the course of the pandemic, I said, you know, this bioart residency that you guys have um, sounds super interesting. Are there any artists that would be interested in maybe talking to me for an article that I was developing? And he gave me Jen's name, which was awesome. And then from there, um, we sort of met over Zoom, which was cool. And then um, we sort of have just been collaborating ever since. So highlighting the work that their students are redoing and then the work that they're doing. Um, we're collaborating on an article right now, which I'm pretty excited about. So it's just been a really amazing, like uh, professional relationship and friendship that has grown out of uh, like a, a mutual connection um, that I met once, which was awesome. From the crazy skydiving stick bug killing artist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I like it. So Jen and Marco, who are you? Why are, why are you here? And I don't mean that in, a, in an aggressive way. I mean, like, tell us your story. It's like, how existential do we yeah. have to <laughs> Yeah, right? We can talk about the philosophy our, of math. but <laughs> Our philosophical uh, patterns back there. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, firstly, I just have to say, Katie, amazing, talented, skilled writer. Like, when we first met, she wrote this article on us, and Marco and I were like, like, finally, someone finally, us. <laughs> someone, someone hears us when we talk because the way you wrote that article is just like amazing. You like and for everyone's stuff. awareness, we'll put the article in the in the description as well, so everyone can read that. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good one. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, our story starts when I came to Berlin um, in 2017. Marco, you were here. How long before? I was here one year, um, yeah, more uh, before. Yeah. Um, yeah, just coming out of university and decided to sort of do something different and for pursue art, let's mm -hmm. say. Like a lot else. of us who come here <laughs> do. Like, I feel like Berlin is just a bunch of lost souls, um, lost mm -hmm. artists, and then they find themselves here. And we have kind of a similar story. So, so yeah, I moved to Berlin 2017 uh, to pursue art as well. And I, I came with the idea that I'm gonna do an art exhibition. I was gonna do a women's art festival. And if everything worked out, then I would stay and move here. So on the plane, um, to Berlin from Italy, because I had done a little traveling before, I met a friend of Marco's who was actually visiting Marco in Berlin. And I was kind of freaking out because I'm like, I don't know anyone. I'm going to need to find all these female artists um, for this festival that I want to throw. And he's like, oh, well, I know this guy. He's, a, he's working in a gallery. He can help you out. So I meet Marco in a cafe. And instead of talking about the Women's Art Festival, we end up talking about our like whole philosophy on the arts and like what's wrong with it and how we want to change it. Um, so that's kind of like where everything started. Yeah, because I have to say, like, I am. There was a so I start. I studied engineering uh, in 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 Italy. Um, and I was very interested in design, but then I wasn't uh, uh, like the school uh, didn't didn't get me or whatever. How do you say? Like I was rejected from, <laughs> from design school. 
So denied. I was, I was denied from design <laughs> school. Um, and I was like, look, if I don't go to design school, I just go to Berlin and just, and just try it out. And so the, the first, uh, one of the first days in Berlin, I just went to this art gallery and, um, yeah, in one of the night, I just talked about art with, with someone. I was like, oh, you should do this differently. I'm not really, I agree. I don't agree with what you're doing in this uh, gallery, whatever. And nothing out of this, I got a job. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very good. Um, and yeah, like, um, so already was a year of art gallery work, but I was very like, um, sort of disillusioned by by sort of the art system and mm -hmm. I don't know everything felt so sort of uh, dry dry and <laughs> and dead most of the time yeah you know like when people when people come to an art gallery is very especially contemporary art um, I don't know I feel like uh, I've always seen some really good beauty in art, but a lot of people seem like they didn't, and I wonder why. <laughs> and if I, if there was a way to sort of introduce the audience more, um, like in a more intimate way with with art, and maybe um, they could mm -hmm. see the beauty of it. Yeah, like I feel like we both had the same feeling. Like he was coming from the gallery perspective, and I had been throwing like some really small art events in Philadelphia where I'm from right before I came to Berlin. And for me, that was like very refreshing because there would always be music, there would be food, and then there would be art. So they were mixing all of these um, different, different mediums to have like a really fun experience. So people would interact with the art in a different way. And then when I came to Berlin, it was like immediate white cube vibe, you know, like hush, hush, go into a museum and kind of just contemplate and like get philosophical <laughs> with yourself and pray that you understand what the artist is trying to communicate. So, so we just kind of like vented on this, on this idea of like, what if, um, you know, art could be more interactive? What if we could um, somehow like teach this language of art? Like, can we teach people how to read art so that they feel the same spark and energy that we're getting um, when we encounter like a good piece that is inspiring. So at that like time of contemplation, um, we were also starting to investigate in all the cool technologies that were out there because Berlin is like such a crazy, just cesspool of like these weird artists <laughs> doing like experimental shit and some of the stuff is just like oh you know you might see a couple penises flying around and you might just like see some tits and it's just just a, a crazy ride you know but it's engaging <laughs> it's engaging um so we didn't we didn't go the tits route but we're like okay <laughs> let's use some of this technology that that we're seeing like um, people are starting to use virtual reality. People are using augmented reality. Um, 
just this whole idea of like, okay, can we merge tech with traditional art to make something more engaging? So we decided to try out our first art event uh, in like pretty soon, actually, after I moved here um, in 2017. I think I moved here in August and then we had our first show in November and that was called yeah. Nature and Binary. And the idea was kind of cool. The execution was <laughs> was uh, a little basic. Um, I mean, as all good entrepreneurs are, you're art <laughs> entrepreneurs, right? You're traveling around the world, starting new things. Everyone starts with an MVP, you could call pretty basic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank that, you, Titus. Especially Thank this you. one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bioeconomy XYZ and Titus Talk started that way as well. It was me and a, alone in my office during a pandemic being like how do i express myself and help others do that so like there we all do go. it there you go oh, okay yeah, clap that up <laughs> nice yeah i mean it was mm -hmm. that's how you got to start sometimes you just have to do it and we were like the idea for nature and binary was what mattered you know it was like okay can you create this feeling of nature and the feeling that nature gives you with um, unnatural materials like technology. So our first ideas were like, oh, we can make the sound of raindrops with like keys typing <laughs> and we can play with the, <laughs> with the lighting, blah, blah, blah. So the execution was, was terrible. I mean, not terrible. It was like, it was, it wasn't what we envisioned, Yeah. but the, the concept that we wrote and that we advertised on Facebook attracted so many cool people because they're like, oh, this sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. This sounds different. I'm going to go visit there. So our first exhibition actually attracted some of the members of our, our team early on. Um, so we, for some reason, a lot of software engineers decided that this was like, this was super cool. And they liked our idea of mixing tech and art. Um, so that led to some crazy conversations and talking with software developers realized, like helped us to realize this whole world of creative coding. Um, are you guys familiar with, with that term? No, I think you should give us a little overview. <laughs> Go for it, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> you need to express yourself. I can say it, but I'm talking too much. You, I mean, sure. the The idea in general is uh, is to use the sort of the, the coding languages um, for for artistic purposes. It could be to create visuals or create uh, sort of sounds. That's sort of the the idea. Um, but yeah, so that's creative coding. It's sort of using coding in a in a creative manner. Mm -hmm. There was actually this thing uh, with Google that they took off, but it was called like Google mm. or like Chrome experiments or something. And oh my, like, I wish I could show you, but for some reason it, it's gone, but it was just this um, array of these creative coding projects and you could just refresh the page and a new coding project would be there. So sometimes, for example, your cursor of the mouse would like warp the, the desktop of your computer, or cool. it would be like click to interact. Um, yeah, there's like new ways to use like the internet itself as a as sort of a medium, like as the as the um, sort of canvas of your of your art. Um, yeah, so that was that was really cool. And 
yeah, we got a lot into we because we were we were really interested in uh, in creating an engaging experience with the with the audience. Like we really wanted the audience to be part of the art because we believe that the moment that you are truly part of the art is the moment that you start to really sort of at least feel it or understand it or like and it was you know this was the idea of us you know creating this uh, meaningful interaction mm -hmm. and um yeah to make it simple we were very we started to become very interested in the, um, in sensors and especially like biometric sensors <laughs> um because we were like what is the how can we uh how can we express like interaction in its most uh, sort of raw. intimate and raw form and uh you know whenever you ask people to move or to touch anything we believe to not be necessarily um a real interaction you know it's something that is sort of um curated curated by yourself and your interaction with society yeah. uh, but but yeah so we we fell into uh, using heartbeats and uh, well, especially heartbeats as as a way for the audience to interact with the art and sort of uh, change the I don't know the experience in in form of like a light installation or a sound design piece. Mm -hmm. um, That's awesome, Katie. What was it about their art? What art of theirs, or what was it about their art that caught your eye? Because you're always you've always been an advocate about like biotech is humanity's highest art form long before you met Jen and Marco. So what was it? Yeah, I think after I wrote that first piece, I was sort of looking for like what comes next. And so I, I had this idea, but I was looking for something beyond an idea, people who are actually like wrestling with this interaction uh, between science and art. And so what really like struck me about Jen and Marco was that they sort of were challenging I mean, when I was looking at their portfolio and looking at their art, they were challenging me on a personal level as someone who absolutely loves science. But I think sometimes science's tendencies is to is to race towards innovation without consideration of like ethics or the people who um, who might be affected by it in all different sorts of ways. And so I think what Jen and Marco really challenged me on a personal level to do was what is real trust, what does real transparency look like when we're dealing with something so intimate and so integral to what makes us human and so i think that's when, when i looked at their stuff i was like i gotta talk to them because this is it they're they're doing what i was hoping that someone was doing which was um what built trust and transparent our trust and transparency piece yeah you all didn't know i was just facilitating a compliment session did you <laughs> <laughs> no yeah but it was super interesting for us as well because like the the transition in uh, in biometric really got us interested in in all this uh, uh ethical questions about uh not only data but like what makes us uh, human what what takes us what makes us tick or like what uh moves us mm -hmm. um all these emotional very sort of primitive and intimate uh things about about the human mm -hmm. and uh yeah, with this concept, we sort of uh, managed to, to get this artist residency in Philadelphia, where it really sparked a really interesting 
thing. So it was uh, the BioArt residency. residency at the Science Center in Philadelphia, which is a, a, a great uh, program where uh, they sort of get uh, bio artists, artists to come and collaborate with um, the, um, for us, it was Integral Molecular is this biotechnology company in um, that does um, uh, sort of antibody discovery. And um, so completely left field, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like completely crazy. I mean, we, we were excited that they um, even had us on, you know, even even brought us on because um, like Marco was mentioning, we were transitioning into sensors and therefore getting into what it really means to be human and all the ethics behind that. Um, but also we were getting into using the art installation as a medium for doing research because to make an impactful um, concept and exhibition and now using tech and getting into some science, um, you have to do a lot of research. Like there, there's nothing to it if you want to make a good event. So we like, we were perfectly primed, I think for this bio art residency, um, in, in all senses. So when we, when like this world of art and tech merged with this world of science, it was just like this, uh, this beautiful explosion, this creative explosion waiting to happen. And like that just opened so many doors for, for our thinking. Um, so, so yeah, that was a fun experience that we had with Integral and we ended up coming up with a installation called BioStory, which unfortunately <laughs> due to COVID <laughs> never saw the light of day, never saw. <laughs> uh, but maybe 2022 we'll, we'll keep you posted. Um, if that there'll be lots more opportunities, <laughs> I mean, so you're art entrepreneurs and spending your time in a field that most people are intimidated by and you're diving in in a completely different avenue than most people would ever consider. What, what advice do you have for people out there? For the students that you advise or you work with, for people like me and Katie, for my mom who listens to every episode of my podcast, <laughs> um, what advice do you have for us? Um, I mean, it's simple advice for me, but I've really learned in this whole journey that you really have to stay true to what you want to see in the world. Um, stay true to yourself. I know it sounds cheesy, but the world is so fascinating right now. I mean, I, I kind of came to Berlin with, with a certain curiosity and idea, and I ended up discovering all this stuff about science, all this stuff about art, all this stuff about technology. And it's so easy to slip into these philosophical wormholes and, uh, and rabbit holes. And you end up spending weeks on some quantum physics, you know, journey. <laughs> it can all get really overwhelming, interesting, but overwhelming. Um, but Marco and I, I mean, mainly due to Marco, I've been able to always come back to center. And we often have conversations with each other of like, what is the vision um, for us and now Aula Future, which uh, is what came out of the bio art residency eventually. 
um, you know, doing education with art, with science. Um, so I, my advice would just be to not get lost, get it, get a little lost, but come back to, to your center and the impact that you want to have on the world and hold that as your North star and you will be fine. That's awesome. Marco, how about you? Um, I really, I really would advise, um, people to, um, to introduce a little art in their, uh, thinking. So, um, I, I need a, I need a little background for this because usually like, I feel like the word art is very misunderstood <laughs> by the, the, yeah. the, um, the greater people, I don't know, the greater population. Um, because art, you know, you just think, well, you just do visual things or you just do music or whatever. Uh, when I think of art, I, I think of, uh, of like a truly um, personal, philosophical, um, like, uh, journey. You should see his hand motions right now. He's like... <laughs> and, and philosophical, I mean, literally, like, in its in its word like the you know love of knowledge like literally pursue knowledge and like find pleasure in doing uh something that other people have not done to sort of um to sort of be better as, as a or like be different as a human family <laughs> let's say uh, that that's what I feel like when I when I think about art, and that's why I feel like it's such a powerful thing that can be introduced everywhere. Like this sort of drive to do something different, uh, but uh, holding true your yeah, like Jen was saying, sort of your um, your purpose. Yeah, your, your purpose is is something very personal. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, it takes, it takes a little bit of, um, of, of exercise maybe, but actually it's a thing that everyone can do. It's a very human, human thing. And we, and yeah, that's why we like, like with Aula, for example, we write, we like to demystify sort of the artistic process. It's not like something that you're born with. Like it's something that you really learn. Like I, I feel like I learned art. <laughs> it's not that I, it's not that I was good at it or something. Like I learned the language of art by just spending more time than just strolling around an art gallery, feeling bad. And that's the thing that sort of <laughs> <laughs> drove us to to create like the art installations that we do and create sort of the the programs, the educational programs that we do. Um, just a little, just a little quick story about that. Uh, there was, um, there was an art exhibition in, in Milan ages ago. And, uh, I don't know why I was interested. I wanted, I was interested to go here and I never really got that, uh, that interested in art. I never painted or never drawn anything, um, like nothing. Right. Um, I, I went there and I see a, a Rothko painting, right? Um, 
and uh, apparently this guy is very famous <laughs> and and I couldn't and I couldn't understand why right it's like why do people think he's famous or whatever and and then just just that question that why question and me trying to figure out or find the beauty in whatever that specific piece was supposed to say or like uh, basically problem solve <laughs> this thing Critical thinking. like uh, was the thing that made me realize that art is everywhere you can see it everywhere you can find art everywhere mm -hmm. and uh and yeah that's why yeah, that's awesome i never thought of myself as a creative person until i discovered that I like to write snippy blog posts on the internet uh, and then and then I found I loved writing and then this actually became another medium for everything and then Katie and I started working together and it, art I mean connects us literally we're all here because of different forms of art that drew mm -hmm. us together that we ended up all bonding over and you're doing some amazing stuff so I really appreciate I now appreciate that personally a lot more than I ever would have uh in the past katie oh, yeah. any we we're running out of time but any art thoughts from your end Ooh, um i think i think i just admire jen and marco's confidence and and just like like they just keep iterating on that central mission and i think what is so cool is that you know it started out as art but then it and then it took on science right and they and they they challenge science in, in a very unique way. Um, and, and now they're, they've switched, well, they've incorporated education. So, I mean, it's, it's not just about them anymore, right? It's, it's about them and their audience, but also how do they bring people into this learning experience? How do they empower people to embrace, I think, both sides of the brain, which we normally sort of put people in one of two buckets. And I think, I mean, I just, it's been amazing knowing them in this professional and, and friend capacity just to, to see them grow and to take on more and more amazing work. And I, I'm excited to keep knowing them and to keep collaborating with them and, and seeing what they do as the future unfolds. It sounds like we all need to end up in Berlin at a Jen and Marco art exhibit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Come on well, we're out of time. I, sorry for everyone who this is amazing but we're going to have links in the in the information for jen and marco's portfolio for all the things that they're talking about for the for their art for their education all that stuff so go check it out go check the science center out as well um and just to remind you you can find all this stuff on titustalkspodcast.titustalkspodcast.com um say that five times fast and you can find it Apple, Google, YouTube, Spotify. Just make sure you you write us some love and tell us how much you love everything that we're doing. So Jen and Marco and Katie, thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.